And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, September 27th, and we are airing the second part of our interview with Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield. Yes, Ben and Jerry. Uh, We start this part of the interview uh, with a comment about the Business Roundtable announcement from last year. Now, Business Roundtable, a bunch of business leaders that get together and they made a statement last year where they said, okay, we're no longer just going to put the shareholders first. Now we actually care about the community and other stakeholders and employees and customers in addition to shareholders. So we start the second part of this interview with Ben and Jerry with them commenting on what they think about the business roundtable announcement from last year. And then we'll get into some more fun stuff as well. Okay. Part two, Ben and Jerry. Isn't shareholder supremacy still the dominant force in corporate America? I mean, you guys didn't necessarily have to be part of that because you you may have not run your company that way. But there's few and far between of the the Ben and Jerry's or the the container stores that basically have an ethos that say we care about our shareholders, but we care about our employees and we care about our community and we really do care. Do you think that is starting to change more? Is the business roundtable statement baloney or do you think there's something there? I I think it's a very, very, very small first step. (laughs) I mean, uh, let's face it, for public companies, their share price is a primary concern and that's how everybody is compensated. That's how everybody gets bonuses. And until you change how people are incentivized, people's behavior is not going to change. But it's not a zero-sum game. You know, that's what the controversy was at Ben & Jerry's at the very beginning. Amongst the upper-level management and the board of directors, there was tremendous heated discussions about whether it was a proper role of business to take on social issues that, you know, if we were going to expend uh, company time and money and resources on social issues, uh, that was going to take away from profitability, you know, time that we could spend on, uh, you know, improving profits. And what we discovered was that it's just a mindset that these two things cannot be combined. Mm -hmm. Ben and Jerry's proved that they can be combined. Ben and Jerry's is an incredibly profitable company. As we take more and more social stands and 
use more and more of our resources to address social issues, we sell more and more ice cream. What can I say? It's a beautiful thing. What year did you guys sell to Unilever? Uh, it was at about 2000 or 2001. And, you know, uh, you, you mentioned in the beginning, Ben and I actually still do work at the company. It's just that we're not involved in management or operations. So we're not making any decisions about anything. Well, what do you do? What do you mean? You get paid to just show up and show your pretty faces? <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ben sometimes says we're mascots. I like to think we're a little... I never different. say we're mascots. You say we're mascots. <laughs> I see myself as someone who's working for social and racial justice and economic justice. And when the company does things that fall into those categories, I try to help them as much as I can. Let's do some fun stuff here. Jerry, what's your favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor? Americone Dream. Vanilla ice cream, a caramel swirl, and fudge-covered pieces of waffle cones. Ben, what's yours? Chubby Hubby. Chocolate-covered, peanut-butter-filled pretzels and vanilla malt ice cream with a peanut butter swirl. How many pints of Ben & Jerry's are in your freezers right now? So, Ben, what do you say? How many pints? 20. Jerry? At least 40. Ben and I, whenever we show up anywhere or see people or people come over, it's just kind of expected that we're going to have ice cream. I mean, of course. What's, what's Ben & Jerry without ice cream? Do you eat any other ice cream just to taste it, like as a sort of a voyeur? Like, mm, I hear that this, you know, fancy ice cream is taking off. Do you try other ice creams? You know, we were talking with uh, Danny Meyer, uh, mm. the restaurant guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he happened to mention that his daughter, Hallie, uh, has started a cafe and, and she makes her own homemade ice cream. So she sent us a care package of her ice cream and I've been eating that. Uh oh, it's it's really good. It's oh my god! Like the like the Meyer family needs another success. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to be well. I told Hallie that I would eat the ice cream critically and make notes on each flavor, and I ended up liking it so much that I just ate it recreationally and forgot to write. I, I what about what about you? You got do you have another ice cream that you should you should plug here? What do you think, Jerry? I mostly eat Ben and Jerry's because I really like it mm -hmm. and uh, I don't have to pay for it. And uh, I think if other ice cream companies wanted to send me ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Give them my address. I would be more than happy to, uh, to be eating their stuff. All right. I have a question. You're New York boys. Um, you grew up in the advent of the Carvel world, right? Tom Carvel, push cart. Cookie puss. Cookie puss. That's right. Exactly. Fudgy the whale. If you eat that kind of ice cream, is it a little bit beneath you because it's a little too, I don't know, like, in I mean, other words, if I showed up with a bunch of soft serve with some chocolate cookie topping from Carvel and I imitated Tom Carvel, you would be okay with that. Yeah, totally okay. I mean, one thing I want to point out is that Carvel, in the realm of soft serve, is very, very high quality, or at least it was when we were growing up. You know, there's a lot of soft serve that's real crap, mm. and that has, you know, chemicals in it. It doesn't have any butterfat in it. You know, Carvel is actually soft ice cream. They're allowed to call it ice cream because it's got, you know, the minimum amount of fat. 
All right. Um, what's this deal about storing pints upside down? Does that actually work to prevent freezer burn? You know, I just read about that, uh, that Ben & Jerry's, the company, is recommending that. It's kind of the first I've heard of it. So. All right, good. Good to know. I mean, I, I would tell you, well, the deal is, is that you get ice crystals on the top of your ice cream if there's air space between the ice cream and the lid. And, you know, talking about storing it upside down, I mean, that's only going to work if you've really melted the ice cream so that when you store it upside down, it, you know, slaps into the lid. All right. Hey, you ready for your serious ending question? Mm-hmm. How do you want to be remembered, Jerry, when you think about what you've built with Ben and Jerry's? What is it that you think, like, hope that your legacy would include? So, first of all, I never get a, give it a second's thought. You know, I, I guess I would like to think that Ben and Jerry's was somewhat of a pioneering company in demonstrating that business can and should have a broader view of social justice and, uh, and racial justice and that it works for business uh, as well. And how about for you, Ben? Well, first of all, I want to say that apparently Jerry and I are of a certain age because, you know, we've never really been asked that question before. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, some some organization said they wanted to give me a Lifetime Achievement Uh-oh. Award. Uh-oh. said, oh, this is the beginning of the end. You betcha. So they changed it. They gave me some other different kind of award. Uh, it's It's just exactly what Jerry said, that we were one of the early pioneers in the movement to make it clear that business has a responsibility to the community that as the most powerful force in the society, if all it cares about is its own narrow self-interest, the society's going to go to hell. All right. That was a good one. I really, I enjoyed talking to them so much. They're fantastic and fun and vibrant and boy, did they build a great business. If you have a financial question, don't forget, you can send us an email day or night. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. You can also poke around the website, JillOnMoney.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And don't forget, if you have a moment, could you leave us a rating and review? Mark says it helps us. I don't know how, but he says it does. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and do something nice for somebody today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 